Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer. Time for another special edition of Green and Growing. And as always, we do it each and every week here the rest of the, of the NBA season with our guy Ken Barkley. You better, you bet. Part of the BetQL radio network, BetMGM, a great sponsor of theirs. Uh, uh, make sure to hang out and uh, with BetMGM, get all the latest odds and all that fun stuff there. Uh, Ken, I, I guess when we talk about uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, we talk about Giannis and the fact that uh, his first full game that he's played since February 14th was finally this Nets game uh, here on the 28th uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, and didn't get off to a great start, uh, but ended up kind of taking over the game uh, as the game went on. And then when he went out with four fouls in the third quarter, they went on a run even without Giannis. But this Bucks team had a 15-game win streak as we record here on Wednesday. And sitting uh, right now uh, in first place in the Eastern Conference, one in which I think everybody thought Boston was just going to hold that one seat all year long. And here have come the Milwaukee Bucks. How much has that helped Giannis's odds in the MVP race? Well, I would love to tell you that it's it's helped him a lot. I mean, I would love to say it's had, it's had like a really tangible impact, but uh, but it really hasn't. And you know, I think a lot of Bucks fans would be like, well, why not? Like, he's clearly the best player in the league. Shouldn't that be enough? And like, I, I try to be like a realist or like a scientist with this stuff. Like, I I don't like I don't really have opinions. It's more just like, what do I actually think is going to happen? And MVP is one of those rare awards where we actually have really reliable polling of of how it's going to go. Like, it's you know. If we're going to talk about other NBA awards, I mean, we're in no man's land. We don't know how the voting the voters are going to tend to think. Sometimes it's different groups of voters that vote for different things across sports. So some awards, it's like just really has to be a guess. Like this isn't really a guess. Like we have really reliable polling, and the reliable polling is that Nikola Jokic is extremely likely to win. Yep. Um, so from a betting standpoint, the market – and again, you can agree with that, disagree, whatever, and that's a fun conversation. The market reflects the polling, which is correct. If the market didn't reflect the polling, I'd be betting a lot of money into the market. That's happened before in some cases where, like, the polling strongly indicates something and the market's just like, whatever. That's not happening here. Like, the market and the polling are on the same page, which they should be. And it's that Jokic is very likely to win. He got the last Tim Bontemps straw poll for ESPN. He got 77 of 100 first place votes. The next closest was 11. Um, so he is very, very, I can't emphasize that enough. He's extremely far ahead. Now, there's a, a big conversation about 
should someone now this is where we get into the subjective right the opinion and you might even have a take on this too sparky like should somebody win three straight like is that a barrier that someone like basically and the right way to put this i guess would be like is that some something that should be allowed to happen if that player is like not an all-time player right hasn't won a title yet all this stuff like is that that's i feel like how some fans think do you like kind of share that opinion? Like, would you uh, care if he won a third straight? Yeah, I've brought it up. I, I no, I don't. I don't think you should, um, because again, we've talked about this. I mean, Michael Jordan could have won an MVP for six years, seven years, eight sure. years, whatever. Shaquille O'Neal could have done the same. LeBron right. could have done the same. But you have guys like Steve Nash that won it a couple of times, um, and, and now here. Again, he's not come under any fire from the talking heads because everybody wants to talk about LeBron and Giannis and all that, and the Joker seemingly just kind of gets through without any type of scrutiny. But if you're a three-time league MVP and you've never even played in an NBA Finals when your career is over, I mean, they're, they're, he's going to be hugely criticized when history looks back at it and goes, how in the world do you give a guy an MVP three years in a row and he never even made it to a finals? I, I think it's setting him up for criticism when history looks back at this thing. Sure, I, I think that's possible. I, I would. The only thing I'd push back on there, so you're, I think some of the stuff you said I, I agree with, the only thing I would push back on is the idea that he's immune from scrutiny. I actually think there's like a special kind of scrutiny that's reserved for like him this year. And it's what I would call like made up things. I think that's like, start, you're starting to see that happen in a huge way. So there's a like a really, really, really vocal small minority of like announcers, uh, writers, whatever, that have started to like kind of like hammer this stuff. So the, the most recent example was like Kendrick Perkins on ESPN. Uh, he basically like Jokic is, uh, Jokic is a stat patter. Yeah. Like he hosts, he is an analyst on probably the most watched daily NBA content, yeah. Yeah. which is the NBA show on ESPN. So like, just like somebody in that position saying that, like, that's an example. Like, Mark Jones of ESPN likes to tweet all the time he hates Jokic and he wants anybody else to win, basically. So, like, there is definitely a vibe in some of the national media that Jokic is actually under, like, I would call it ridiculous scrutiny. He's probably the, the funny thing is the narratives that have been attached, like, stat patter. Like, you could, you could go at Jokic for a bunch of stuff, right? Defense, lack of winning in the playoffs. Like, these are, like, has the ball in his hands at all times, so the numbers are going to be inflated. Like, these are all things that, like, make a lot of sense. But <laughs> like ridiculous. he's like, you could literally make that argument with every other candidate before you made it with Jokic. It's like impossible. I think he took six shots last night or something. Right. And he had a triple-double. I mean, it's like unbelievable. It's like you're literally, you're barking up, not even the wrong tree, you're in the wrong forest. Like you're not even close. So I, I just, that, that stuff never flies with me. But you're starting to see it. I think what it speaks to is, look, like you're going to hear a lot of this for the next month. Because it's not interesting and it's not getting clicks and it doesn't get social media clout to just be like, the guy who's always really good, that guy's good again. Like, that doesn't do anything. That doesn't move the needle. And it's much more controversial and much more good, better for the personality to be like, actually, it's this. Like, actually, it's this other thing. My opinion, just like every way that we measure overall basketball performance, and you can hate analytics and you can hate the categories, whatever. They're very predictive of who wins, first of all, whether it's Jokic or anybody else. When Giannis won, he was first in all these things. So it's not like we just made these right. up for Jokic. Yep. Yep. So Jokic is first in, first in everything, everything, by a lot, and the team is better than basically like any team he's been on and most of the other teams that he's competing against. It might end up being the best team from a record standpoint. So I'm kind of here being like, what are we talking about? Well, the problem like, is, is going to be if, if they go to the playoffs and they get bounced in the second round or something, that that's when people are really going to lose their mind if that happens. But he can and, get scrutiny. 
like he can get scrutiny for that. Of course, Giannis got scrutiny for that for sure a long did. time. Yes, he did. Like the, the bubble series against Miami. Yep. I mean, just like that was that was the low point, basically. I mean, for that's sure. as bad as it gets. And and so that happens. But like, I don't feel bad that he won those MVPs. And even after they lost in the bubble, I didn't feel bad that he'd won those. It's just like, it's just two different things. Like player legacy is a fun conversation, but like, do we, should we like somehow compromise the voting of an award? Because like, we don't like what it kind of like says about a player's like career in the postseason or whatever, Like the award is for the most valuable player. He plays on the best if, team and he's the best player. If, like I, I don't understand. Okay. So if we were as statistically driven 20, 30 years ago as we are now. Would Jordan have won every sure. year? Yeah, maybe. Well, I think, and I think you know, like, you obviously you want to do the voting differently. And some, I'm not trying to, like, defend the past voting either. Like, I, you know, like Steve Nash beat Shaq in one year where it's just like, what are, I don't Correct. understand. Thank Westbrook, you. Westbrook won for averaging a triple-double. Like, I, I just, you know, like, yeah, no shot that the, those guys were winners. And there was, like, a narrative that took hold that was, like, really tough to kind of stamp out, basically. But I think the thing with Jokic, like, the reason why – I do think that Jokic this year is different from whatever, call it like Jordan one year he didn't win, LeBron one year he didn't win, Shaq one year he didn't win. Jokic is definitively, this is the best version of him and the Nuggets, and it got better all three years. The team success didn't get better all three years. Like last year he was on a six seed, but he was definitely better than the year before. And it's also who you're competing against. He was definitely better than Embiid last year. He's yeah. played on a six seed. This is the the only reason he's even going to win. Like, if he did the same thing as the last two years, this is like with Jordan, LeBron. Like, they do the same thing every year, and it's an incredibly high bar, but it's the same. Like, it's the same baseline. This is different. The team's way better, and he's better. Like, it's gone up again. It's the only reason he's going to win. Otherwise, I think Embiid would definitely win. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so talk with Ken Barkley. Follow him on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson. Let's turn our attention now to Coach of the Year. Uh, and I know my guy's probably not going to win it. And I'll be honest, I wasn't a big fan of this dude, but it's hard to argue for me against Mike Brown and the job he's done with the Sacramento Kings to this point. I totally agree. I'm writing a piece for my Substack right now where I rank all the hockey, NBA, and college basketball awards from most most already decided to least already decided. Like, which ones are a wrap? Like, which ones are done? Jokic is kind of in the middle, more closer to done than not. And then which ones are like, you just shrug and it's like, I don't know. And like anything could happen. I think this is the one that's the least decided in any of the sports. And I think there are two incredible candidates and I have no idea who's going to win. The two incredible candidates are, are Mike Brown and Joe Missoula. Those are the two guys who make a ton of sense. There's an obvious narrative around them. There's a ton of team success. There's a ton of year over year improvement in terms of number of wins. Now we'll see when we get to the end of the year, 
if that's true, like what if the Kings, you know, De'Aaron Fox kind of has a wrist injury. Maybe right. he plays every game. Maybe he doesn't. Boston, like what is the next month of their season going to look like? Is it going to look like the best, the, the good parts or the bad parts, basically? Um, we don't know yet, but I could see either of them winning. I do like a, a predictor score using all the past results from coaches of the year. They both pass with flying colors, uh, as does Budenholzer, as does Michael Malone from Denver. Those are your four. But, like, Jokic is getting the credit, not Malone. I don't think Malone can win unless they win, like, every game the rest of the season. Budenholzer's won the award already, and I think he's kind of like a known quantity, and that hurts for coach of the year voting because, like, he's won. Like, we honored that accomplishment already. That's kind of like we're on to the next thing. And, uh, you know, Missoula and Brown, both first-year head coaches, both, like, totally different narratives they are both incredibly viable. I, I worry with Mike Brown a little bit about just like, and I guess maybe I shouldn't, you know, there's 20 games left. Can they really get this thing to the finish line? Like I know Boston's going to win a ton of games. That's not going to be an issue. Like they're going to win a lot. They're very good. Uh, I don't know if the Kings are going to get to the finish line and, and, and hold off Phoenix who, you know, Durant debuts obviously coming a, up really soon. Chad, they're only a game and a half behind the two seed. It's it's crazy that it could go in so many different directions, right? Like, if they just maintain this level of success, like, they can be the two. At the same time, if I told you in 20 games they're in the play-in tournament, you'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, Golden State gets Curry back. Phoenix gets Durant. Those two teams are in the same division, much less in the Western Conference. Like, there's the slide here is totally possible. It's incredible that they've been able to hold this off as long as possible. It's one of the reasons why he's such a viable candidate to win the award. So honestly, it's like, I don't think it's flip a coin. I think Missoula is more likely to win just because like, I can't guarantee you that 20 games from now, what the Kings record is necessarily going to be. If you told me everything stays the same as it is right now, then Mike Brown, I think is the winner. If it doesn't, which is possible, then I think Missoula is the winner. It's interesting. I think I've watched because my kid's a Kings fan. So I think I've watched probably 80% of their games would be my guess somewhere in that area. Uh, and Kevin Herter has not played well shooting the basketball for a couple of months now. And I think it's all going to come down to whether or not they're going to win around or do something there. If Herter catches fire from outside, along with Malik Monk, who's playing really well again, Davion Mitchell's had a good couple of last games as well. Uh, and last night they won without De'Aaron Fox uh, and beat the Thunder. Now, again, the Thunder isn't anything to write home about necessarily. But you're right. They they aren't going to go uh, anywhere fast without Fox and Sabonis, just like the Bucks aren't going to go win a title if they don't have Giannis Milton and Holiday uh, all healthy uh, for this stretch run. And I think you could say the same thing about the Celtics. If Tatum or Jalen Brown gets hurt, it's a wrap there too. The, the key here is going to be, can these teams stay healthy? You know, can Golden State stay healthy with with Clay and Steph? I saw Clay Thompson say, oh, when we're healthy, watch out. We're going to be something. The problem has been you haven't really been healthy all year, and that's the biggest issue. Yeah, and it just it's – it's kind of unfortunate, right, that like handicapping the NBA or when we get to the playoffs, you know, you and I will have a conversation about who do we think is going to win the NBA yeah. title. I mean, it's just an, it's an unfortunate fact that health is going to be like the number one determining factor of, of like what the answers are. I mean, health was the number one determining factor of last year's postseason. Yep. Like if Middleton doesn't get hurt, they probably win game seven. Maybe, maybe they play the Warriors. Maybe if the Suns don't get COVID, they beat Dallas. Like, I mean, it's just health Health literally determined who the NBA finalists were. Maybe Golden State was always going to be Phoenix. Maybe they were going to win the title. But it's just that's that's one of those things. It's one of the reasons why, like, betting title futures right now, you and I will talk about it when we get closer, when we're in the playoffs. I'm sure there will be some bets that I like making at that point. But now it's just 
all right, tell me who's hurt. I'll tell you who I like to win the title. And that, that's kind of just where we are right now. Ken, I got one last one we didn't talk about, but since you brought it up, did you, did you do metrics on the NCAA men's basketball coach of the year? Do you do that too? For coach of the year for, for basketball? Yeah. I do not. I do not. Who, I, who I'm trying to think of. Well, like who the logical candidates would be. Right? Locally here, you know, people are all about Chaka Smart and the unbelievable turnaround Marquette pick sure. ninth. They win the Big East outright uh, against Butler and just how viable that would be for him to win NCAA Coach of the Year. I don't think he will, uh, but it's been a hell of a turnaround for Marquette for sure. Ken Barkley, you better, you, oh, my goodness gracious, you better, you bet. There you go. Uh, part of the BetQL Network. Him and Nick Hoslis do a great job provided to, presented to you by BetMGM. Follow him on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson. Ken, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Sounds good, Sparky. Talk to you next week. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.